0: Hello and welcome. This is the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, James Basden, coming to you from our virtual studios somewhere in Alaska. What a great week it's been. A lot of news topics to discuss today. If you haven't been to the Must Read Alaska website recently, that's where you're going to find a lot of the great content that Suzanne Downing works on daily. Man, we have had some great podcasts this week that John Quick has worked on and hosted. Um, if you get a chance, Please download the podcast. You can find all the content on the Must Read Alaska Show. We do want to thank our sponsor for the podcast, and that is Charlie Pierce for Governor. Thank you for the donation, and please, if you get a chance, go to the Charlie Pierce for Governor website and visit him. He is the sponsor for this podcast. Okay, we're going to get things started. Hang on. Well, this week, I think I have to have my Hero of the Week segment. And that would be Elon Musk. Of course, the news has been all over the place with uh, Elon Musk and his attempt to buy Twitter. And the news this week, of course, was that the Twitter board accepted his offer uh, of roughly 40-some billion dollars to to buy Twitter. I think it's fantastic, great news. Um, It can only help um, in the long term. Um, I You notice a lot of the comments that are taking place now is p- prominent people who are on Twitter are now getting a lot more follow- followers. So they have changed the uh, the software that basically has kept the conservatives down. They've already made changes to that. People who were banned looks like they're starting to come back on board. Of course, the big question and the fear if you're on the left is that Twitter will allow Donald Trump to come back on and reinstate his Twitter account, which again is the reason why this whole thing. If you want to see the, the reason why Twitter has been bought out and is going to go private, I would say our president not being able to, to be on this social media platform has something to do with it. There were some banning of, of some other groups that took place the Babylon Bee was one that was, that would make fun of liberals and they got banned for one of their posts. And that was one of the, um, uh, one of the fun, fun areas that, um, Elon Musk would like to, to, to watch on Twitter. And once they banned that, it's kind of funny. I think that's what set him off the most is whenever he couldn't, uh, when he could no longer watch the Babylon Bee on Twitter. Um, I mean, it's just crazy to think that, uh, um twitter was allowed to do the things they did and if you were on the left you don't see that as censorship because back then it was well it's a private company and we could do whatever we want to do and now there's going to be a private company owned by elon musk oh my god the world is coming to an end because he is going to get to do what he wants to do with it uh which is probably open it up more and he's even made some great comments to where um, if you're on the far right and you're on the far left you should hate him equally because he's going to allow both sides to to have their say uh, and it'll be within the legal realm of what's allowed uh, when it comes to the public square and i think that's going to be great i love that he's he's making fun of different sections now when it comes to his tweets uh, i did i was off twitter for uh, well over a year actually and once once the president got banned i had i had left the twitter feed because basically i had it because i wanted to see uh, all of his tweets and Of course, if you're on the left, what they would they would call his mean tweets. Um, I was I was uh, always watching to see what he would he would push out there next. But uh, Elon's making fun of some of the things. One of the one of his tweets the other day was, "Now I'm going to buy McDonald's and fix all the ice cream machines." So he's having a lot of fun. He says he's going to put he wants to buy Coca-Cola and put Coke back in Coke. Um, That's just I mean he's just having so much fun now. Um, He says, "Let's make Twitter maximum fun." It's, uh, it's fun to, to watch the, the left met down. Even today, when you look at the, the top of the charts, when it comes to downloads, the president, his Truth Social, President Trump's Truth Social account now is number one in downloads on Apple. Twitter is number two. So the president has his, his own social media that's going to be out there. I'm on, I'm on Truth Social I'm on Twitter now, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Gitter, uh, and I'm, I'm on those because I want to see what all these people have to say. I use Rumble uh, more than Google for my online uh, entertainment because it's more of an open platform. So you've got a lot of open platforms that private companies have already been working on. And I think when you get Twitter in there, it just, it's just going to make it that much larger and magnify it, especially when we get to this next election you remember Twitter shut down a prominent New York newspaper who was reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop. They shut that article down. They shut the president down. They shut people down who were in opposition back whenever president Biden was running for office. So they use their platform against him. And, um, all the social media, um, All the social media groups out there, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, they've all been guilty of doing this. And I think by having Twitter in private hands, it's going to put pressure on them to maybe not do it quite as bad. We're going to be disappointed, I think, on both sides by the time it's done still yet, because it is humans running, running the system. And they're going to be allowed to 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 maybe fudge one way or the other. Uh, But I think this, again, only works to our, our advantage. Uh, I love what's going on. the uh, The left is melting down. Uh, I listened to an internal um, executive meeting from the CEO of Twitter talking to the employees and the questions that he was getting. It was amazing. If you get a chance, you can Google it and you can you can find it. Um, one of the last things uh, that that uh, I saw Elon Musk uh, tweet, um, he said, "Free speech." I simply mean that which matches the law. So so again, even you know, even in the public square, hate speech is allowed. That's what the Supreme court has come out and said. They, they, you, you don't have to tolerate hate speech. If you own a private company, you can shut it down. But you know, the conversations that I've had with my kids are the people who, who spew the worst stuff that I don't want to hear. We should fight for them to have that right to be able to do that. Um, and that's, you know, j- j- simply as, as me being a veteran, I absolutely oppose anybody who wants to burn an American flag, but that is their right. If they want to do that, to show the, what, whatever discourse they have with this country, as much as I hate to see that take place, and I would never do that. I would fight for their right to be able to do that. And I think that's where we need to be at when it comes, we need to, when it comes to our new way of communicating on social media, we need to be able to have those same type of examples. So, We'll hang on. We'll watch, you know, of course the deal isn't done yet. When it comes to Twitter, it's going to probably take another six months, but at some point I think Twitter leaves San Francisco. And I think he will either be in Texas where his SpaceX company and Tesla company is, or in Florida. I do not think that he will stay in California with this group. Well, it wouldn't be a must read Alaska show podcast without talking about state politics and specifically two items right now that are on the Must Read Alaska website. Um, the first one is Governor Dunleavy has asked the legislature to pay the people at least a $3,700 PFD, permanent fund dividend, as gas prices are set to, to rise out in rural Alaska. And the other issue that uh, we see coming is um, Senate, Senator Revak. Uh, he He is pushing for the Senate committee leadership to 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 reinstate pension plan and a defined pension plan uh for public safety employees um, so there's a couple of issues here to to address um, They kind of go hand in hand here is that on one hand the state does not want to the state legislature is battling to pay a full statutory p f d uh, which they say they can't afford. And on the other hand, you've got a senator basically who is trying to push House Bill 55 through the uh, Labor and Commerce Committee, um, dealing with benefit packages to reinstate for our public safety employees. And I can talk about what I remember dealing with um, um, the retirement system here in the state and when it was changed. From a defined benefit to a 401 contribution type system. And I can still remember a finance director who was down here on the peninsula that I worked with, who also was worked at the state level. And he said, there's one component of it that makes it to where it will never, never pencil out and will not and cannot be be funded long term. And that is when you put the the medical component and insurance component into it. Uh, that is what, in his words, would make it un, unfundable over the long term. And again, here we are dealing with uh, with our state's budget this year. Of course, we've got oil and gas that has spiked. So this is a perfect time to try to bring it and convince people to bring it back in. But then you bring in all the debt and everything that comes with that. And can the state of Alaska afford that? And for me, it's not about whether um, our public safety employees uh, deserve this type of system? It's whether the state can afford it long term, um, because of the debt that's already meaning that's already there from from the previous group that is unfunded. And you know we've got unfunded liabilities in our pension. Uh, we have depleted our savings account, and here we are this year. Instead of putting money back into the savings account that we that we've taken, we're going to spend more in our budget. We're going to put more of a PFD out there, and we're asking to change the retirement system to put more debt onto us so again those conservative republicans who are supposed to try to conserve and keep the cost of government low and trying to push back down this is a perfect example of you're going to see it explode this year um, we're, we're two or three weeks out from the end of the session, and we're going to see huge budgets. We're going to see huge asks from these legislatures because it is an election, election cycle. And in an election cycle, Republicans love to spend just as much as Democrats. It's not about party. It's about politics. And we're going to see some huge budget changes because of that. You're going to see um, larger PFDs. You're going to see larger budgets. And you may see different changes uh, coming to the retirement system. Um, So just keep an eye on it and call your legislature and, and talk to them if you agree or disagree. Let's go into our Second Amendment segment, kind of reporting on things that are happening here in the state and across the nation. And on a positive note, Georgia governor signs a bill allowing most residents to carry a concealed gun without a permit. I think that uh, that's always a good thing to allow our citizens to have their right to this, to their second amendment, which allows them to carry concealed to protect themselves. The governor signed that bill this month and he now joins 20 other states that allow permitless carry Um, that will make Georgians more safe. And hopefully more states will join that. And then we have to go to probably the ridiculous side of things dealing with the, the denver colorado city council and they're going to hear a proposal to ban concealed carry in city parks and buildings and if you think about uh, if you've been in denver uh, anytime recently uh, their crime rate is escalating uh, and one of the reports talked about the response for police department police officers in denver as of today, the Denver police department claims their response time is right around 10 minutes because the police department likely won't be there to stop, stop an act of crime. That would do nothing more than to investigate the crime after it has taken place. So self-defense is your right, not a privilege. And this proposed policy will leave citizens defenseless against criminals and Denver rapidly rising crime rates. Again, one, One good example in Georgia, going the correct direction, allowing legal citizens to carry to protect themselves because, because law enforcement cannot be everywhere. You go to Denver who has a high crime rate to begin with and they want to take concealed carry away from legal abiding citizens who the police department is telling you it's going to take them about 10 minutes on average to get to your emergency if you have an event take place. And then they only have probably enough manpower to maybe invest to investigate the crime. That's not going to help you much if you need their help. So hopefully Denver will not enact that. And or I should say, yeah, hopefully Denver, Colorado will not enact that their city council. Hopefully enough people will come out and kudos to Georgia and the governor there for signing their bill. Uh, So we do have we do have some states moving in the right direction when it comes to helping protect citizens and uh, constitutional carry, which is allowed within the second amendment. So in today's world, how many of you feel confident that you're not being watched when you go online and use all the products out there that are given to us for free? Whether it's Google, Gmail, you go to Amazon's cloud, you go to any of the big products that are out there. So I I'm trying to trying to set up a system that is more secure to where I keep the top tech companies out of my backyard. And it's difficult. Uh it's almost impossible to do in today's world. And I'll give you an example of what I've been trying to do one of my projects that I've been working on and Maybe I can get some feedback and see if you've come up with anything better. So my, my first thought was I wanted, to, I wanted to have a product. I wanted to have a computer. So I ordered a laptop that had, it was refurbished, a Dell laptop that didn't have any operating system on it. And I went out and put the open source operating system Linux on it. And then I started to think about, well, I don't want to do searches on Google. I want to do searches that um, don't uh, track everywhere I want to go, and it's not because I'm doing anything illegal. It's just I don't want to be targeted to where they know everything that I'm doing and trying to advertise to me. So instead of using Google as my search engine, you know you have you have a few options that you can uh, you can use for your search. Um, and I I found one of the search engines online that um, was out of Switzerland. It's called swiss cows um and it seems to be one of the more secure uh, places to go to do searches and I also set up a instead of using gmail as my um, email account because your gmail account is also you know the the data that you use because it's given to you for free it's not given to you for free for a purpose it's because they want the the stuff that you're searching for and talking about they want to be able to uh, pinpoint you and send, you know, ads to you that they think that you're going to buy. So I went to a, a different email account called ProtonMail, again, based out of Switzerland. So I've used, uh, I'm not, I'm no longer using Google for my search and I'm lo- no longer using Gmail for my uh, mail account. I'm no longer using Mac or Apple, Apple or Microsoft for my software. Um, I'm using uh, the open source of uh, the open source software of Linux. And let's go a little bit farther. So if you store stuff in the cloud or you do business in the cloud or you host anything in the cloud, let's say for specific, like Dropbox, um, you're going to be using Amazon and Amazon's web services, which again knows, knows everything about you because you are using them. So, so all these tech companies that give you things for free are doing it for a reason. And I'm trying to come up with a way in my computer world that I'm not using any of their, their products. I'm not using Microsoft uh, Word or Excel. I'm using OpenOffice. So I can, still, I can still do Word products and PowerPoints and, and Excel spreadsheets, but I'm using an, an open source software. Um, It's not as easy or not as integrated and fun as some of the other things, but I'm having fun trying not to use these major products. And it's a way for me to feel more comfortable about these big tech companies that basically rule our world. So everything that you see right now dealing with the freedom of speech and Twitter and all these other things, this is just another component of it that I'm trying to see if I can defeat. Now, that's on a computer side of things, trying to defeat it. But now let's take that to your mobile device and your phone, the thing that we are all carrying with us. That's the next one that I want to try to come up with a system. Of course, um, I know the easiest system is just to not have it, but I don't think that that's, um, that's realistic in today's world. But there's so much information that is on our phone that um, uh, it's um, it's amazing when you think about all the medical medical stuff, family family stuff that you have on your device. And what, what tech companies get to see that, whether, you know, the two main products of being a Google phone or an iPhone. And what do they do with that data that you have on those devices? So just some thoughts. I'm trying to make some changes. I've got uh, my laptop project that I'm working on. Uh, just wanted to maybe reach out and see if anybody in this group is, has thought about or tried to do the same thing. I'm having some success, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult to make those changes. And also, uh, the social medias. I mean, at one point I was wiping all the social medias off of my accounts because I was getting tired of them. But, you know, when you get to something as simple as Facebook and, you know, you want to be able to communicate with family members that are, that you don't live close by and you want to share family photos, that type of thing, it makes it very difficult to disengage. And I went back on the social media pro- products mainly because I want to see in, in this portion of my life, dealing with, um, you know, dealing with the podcast. I want to, I'm trying to, trying to get information and seeing what what, what else is out there, but that's a hard one. Um, I, I, it's a love hate relationship that I have with the, uh, with the social medias. Um, and really the biggest thing is because of the restrictions and what they what they want you to say and not say, whether they kick you off. There's probably a lot of things that, um, that I could say right now on this podcast that could get this podcast taken off a major social media site. And, you know, you don't want that to happen because that's, in, in, to be able to get out there and speak to people and have conversations, you have to be careful what you say. And um, in, in this type of setting, it, um, it can be difficult at times. Well, it's time for the Mandate Freedom section of the podcast, and I guess we're going to travel to Juneau, Alaska. Wouldn't you love to be a parent that had children in the school district in Juneau? Especially this week, when again, they brought back at the beginning of the week, Juneau being the most vaccinated city in Alaska, as reported by Suzanne Downing on the Must Read Alaska website, States that children are back in mask again in schools, but things changed later in the week. So after they made the decision to put kids back in mask, and of course, they got the parents all upset again because of what have, what's taken place down there. Um, they they know that this is this is just political. This is the woke group of the school board in Juneau. The parents and kids got their attention. A lot of them basically pulled their kids out of school. A lot of the kids stayed in the commons areas without no masks on. Uh, And finally, the the school board held a special meeting and brought back mask optional and made it a personal choice. So again, wouldn't you just love to be in Juneau with your children? Again, here we are two years into this situation uh, with COVID. Uh, Our hospitals are not filled up with COVID anymore. Most people have have either had COVID, they've gotten the vaccine and got COVID, they've got the booster and got COVID. So none of that's working. The mask, again, I always said, if masks were working, how come masks didn't work? So masks were pulled off of planes now. You don't have to have masks anywhere, but the school board in Juneau, because they're so intelligent, stated that, you know what, we're gonna have to make it safe again in schools and put masks back on. Didn't work very well for them. The parents and, and students are correct. It just needs to be optional. I'm glad hopefully it's back to normal. But uh, our school districts all over this country are in a mess. And, and what's going on in Juneau is happening all over the place. and we need to um, we need to put more emphasis on elections when it comes to school boards. I think this is one of the most important elected bodies that we have at all of our lo- local areas. And I don't think the voters or the parents are paying enough attention to what power this group has. And this just goes to show again what can happen if we don't get involved with the educational process and put pressure on the school board to do things right for our children. Their education comes first. They are the lowest level of of issues when it comes to what, what was taking place here with covid and we wrecked their lives for two years. I had three children in the school district. Absolutely wrecked, the school, wrecked their lives for the first year. At least here in the Kenai, we finally changed it. We turned it around. We put pressure on the school district here. We finally got a, a, a great superintendent that agreed with us. And that nonsense is now gone from our, 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 our area. And hopefully you can do the same in yours. I want to thank you for joining me on this Must Read Alaska podcast. It's been a fun show for me. I hope you have enjoyed it as well. Again, please look for us and find us on the Must Read Alaska website. Donate if you get a chance. That's how we keep the mainstream media on their toes is through your donations. That's what makes us possible. Again, I want to thank our sponsor, the the Charlie Pierce for Governor. Thank you again for that sponsorship. Have a great weekend. God bless everybody. Hope to see you back here next week.